Happy Monday, everyone. Welcome to Smart Sky in the Room. I'm Jerry Dempsey, your host, along with Matt Otis-Smith. Welcome, everyone. Welcome, Matthew. Jerry, good to be with you. We're doing a separate Monday uh, recording because I think I fucked up yesterday's recording. So we'll see. Yeah, if I be it for me to uh, bust someone's balls when they make an honest mistake. See the hey, lead in there. Happens to the best of them. I listened to this very well-known podcast, and they did the same thing uh, last week. So, technology. Technology. Yeah, I listened to Howard Stern, or I used to a lot. I don't do. I don't much anymore. Just once in a while, because I'm not in the car that often. But I mean, I always found it funny when they would have some kind of equipment malfunction or probably human error. And poor Howard would just like freak out and start yelling at all, all the like audio guys and, and the engineers. <laughs> we don't have any of those. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually remember that. I always felt bad uh, for them. I mean, you know, technology is what it is. Well, the other problem is you don't know if you don't have stuff locked down and other people go in and play around with the shit. Like they can mess your stuff up very quickly, you know, without again, without really trying to sabotage uh, what you have going on. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't get people like that, though. These I don't I, you know, I mean, <clears throat> the whole hacker thing. I'm convinced people just do it because they can. You know, I mean, it well, just, hacking is. Like, yeah, that's seems like kind of a sadistic behavior. There's levels of hacking. I mean, most hacks are internal. Right. And all that means is disgruntled employees or employees up to no good or employees fucking around. You know what I mean? Yeah. One of my first jobs, there were people that actually figured out, like salespeople, that could get into the mainframe and up their customers' credit lines. And, (laughs) you know, that's pretty serious offense when you think about it. Because if I only had a million dollar credit line with the company and then somehow I get that jacked up to five mil, I mean, that's fraud, right? Right. And it's just, but it, you know, just, it just, the whole hacking behavior seems like sadistic or sociopathic. And it's just, it's just like people do it because they can. They have the, well, a lot of these hacks, I don't understand the point, you know, behind them. I almost get, I almost get stealing, you know, personal information because there's thievery involved. But some of the, some of some of the behavior just seems like they're doing it because they can, and it's yep. almost more sociopathic to me than uh, than stealing. But I don't, I don't know. But th- that kind of goes in line with what our theme is today, which is honesty. Uh, and why did you want to talk about honesty, Jerry? I love, because everyone wants honesty, there's been songs written about it, poems, you know, and it's one of the pillars of our society. Honesty and trust are different words, and but at the same time, they're very, uh, if we were to draw a Venn diagram, and I know you love those things, do you draw a lot of them, Matt? No. Just in your head? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. But, you know... You want, we in society want to be trusted, 
and we want honesty. And again, using another theme from one of our past shows, but we all end up being hypocrites because we want more typically than we're willing to deliver. And that's my hypothesis for the day. <laughs> uh, interesting the way you put it. I, 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 you know, everyone wants honesty, I think, but you know, they want it on their terms because the, uh, as they say, the truth hurts. Uh, and, um, you know, sometimes when you're honest, you know, you end up either hurting people or pissing them off or they don't like what they hear. Um, on the flip side, though, as much as everyone wants to be honest or says they're honest, everybody lies to some degree. So, yeah, it's a it's an interesting issue. Uh, the thing that bothers me about honesty is the first thing that pops into my head is that insipid fucking Billy Joel song. <laughs> That is an insipid song. That's a, and that's a great use case for the word insipid. <laughs> oh my god, it's just awful. It is awful. Um, very interesting. But you know, one thing honest that he said um, when I I wanted to put my kids into music, and we looked at the different instruments and whatnot, and um, something Billy Joel said in a video I watched struck a. a chord or a note with me which was the piano is the easiest thing to learn how to play because all you do is bang on the keys and it makes the sound for you and i thought that was comical but also truthful <laughs> yeah i must be stupid then because i can't play the piano well neither can i but my children you know it's all about getting an instructor and that's what i find you know a lot of parents will teach their kids or they'll coach their kids and you know, I was not, I wasn't real great at sports. And I remember my mom going, well, aren't, aren't you going to coach Quinn? And I'm like, why the fuck would I do that? I don't even know how to play soccer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you know, I, I, uh, I give coaches a lot of credit. Uh, but sure. you know, but when my son, who was a serious soccer player, started playing soccer, a lot of the dads didn't know anything about soccer. They were they knew more about like basketball and football and baseball. And they said, well, "Why don't you be the soccer coach?" And I was like, "Yeah, I I don't want my son growing up to be known as the coach's kid. You know, I want him to like learn how to deal with other adults." So I stay I steered clear of that. But yeah, I would rather honestly have my kids learn an instrument than 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 a, than uh, you know be jocks. But you know. Uh, just because that kind of stuff stays with you your whole life, but well, whoever my whoever my kid had teach him piano did a good job because my son learned how to write music, and you know I showed him the video from the Van Halen song "Jump," you know the piano intro or the organ, whatever the fuck it is, the intro. I showed it to him, and about a half hour later, he pulled me in the room where we had our piano and he goes hey dad watch and he played it almost verbatim and i was like wow and i don't know how hard that is to teach yourself to do but he didn't have an instructor he just listened to it they found yeah. the keys and he played the music back yeah they call it playing by ear but uh yeah i don't know how people do that we're getting a little bit off topic but to bring it to stay with the kid theme uh one of the things we were talking about yesterday that we ended up losing on the lost recording was uh, when we were growing up, you know, it was a different era and our 
our parents were a lot more tough than we are on our kids. And so, you know, I grew up telling lies a good portion of my life growing up to my parents just to avoid getting, you know, grounded or getting hit or getting screamed at. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I just found it ironic when I compare it to my kids because we were in Buffalo, we were raised with the church, you know, being a big presence in our lives, you know, and I didn't raise my kids with religion at all. And my, my, it's not that my kids are, are perfect or anything like that, but they just, they just, they, they never lied. And I used to beg them to lie because some of the crap they would tell me, <laughs> you know. Yeah, like, you don't you want know, to they, even know. Like, yeah, hey, I don't really want to know. I think a lot of that had to yeah, because I thought I think a lot of that had to do with we didn't raise our kids around family, and so uh, I was just always me, my wife, and my kids. And uh, you know, so wait, thought, I I want to interrupt you for a quick yeah. question here, if I can. Um, you never like you didn't go to church at all with your kids, and do like baptisms and first communions and none of that stuff. We did we did bap we did baptism and we did. Uh, uh, first communion, but at a certain point we were just like, you know, we realized a lot of it was going through the motions. The kids weren't getting anything out of it. Uh, I mm. was, I, I, you know, my father preached a lot about like the importance of the church and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, he wasn't any great Catholic and, and I, I wasn't, uh, you know, I, I see a point in, in terms of religion to, but I I don't follow any strict dogma, and yeah. I, just, I just my kid neither of my kids are confirmed, uh, you know, and they're adults mm. now, and if they want to go follow religion, that's up to them. Uh, sure. But uh, not to take this off track, but I guess this does go in line with honesty. A lot of the things when my kids were growing up. This is when the a lot of the scandal started hitting the church too. Yep. And so I think Catholics all over the world were starting to question their church, and so I mean, you know, there was a lot of that too uh, that played in that played. Well, in- you know, though, I think about like I remember reading somewhere. Uh, was, you know, you and I love these quotes because they put a lot of information into the fewest words possible. I think that's the grounds for why I love famous quotes so often or so much. But uh, guys, somebody said something to the effect of a man will spend more time avoiding the things he doesn't want to deal with than he will pursuing the things he actually wants. And, you know, I don't know if that's true scientifically, but it sounds pretty fucking true. And, And I'll give you a case in point. I learned to be a very good liar for all the reasons you mentioned and maybe a couple others that will go unmentioned. Yeah. But I mean, I felt it was like a useful tool to be an effective liar. Like I used to, I practiced my mom's signature and I got good grades in grade school, but I could write Mrs. Dempsey almost better than my mom could. And she had really good <laughs> handwriting. That's one thing old people have that like we, I think we lost it. And then today's kids forget about it. Yeah. But my mom had excellent penmanship and wrote really nicely. But I would practice her signature all the time. And I mean, just because I was so lazy that I would forget to bring the paper home and have them sign it, but it could be a 95 on a test. 
but I still had to get it signed, but I would still forge it just because I didn't want to waste my time. <laughs> <laughs> my mom's signature was on, you could not forge it. Her handwriting was immaculate, but she had this style that I, no one has ever seen before. And I could always forge my father's signature to a T, but I, I tried and I had other people tried. No one could come close to my mother's. It was so, it was so unique, but yeah, I don't, you know, again, I, I, so are you, are you saying that you were just being dishonest for the, for the, out of laziness? I would say, well, yes. And for sport, you know, it was like a competition to me to see what I could get away with. And I, you know, I guess I'm being honest now because I think back of, what were the real ramifications of any of the stuff I would lie about? You know, my dad had um, a refrigerator in the garage that he had turned into his own keg aerator thing. Yeah. And what was nice about that is my brothers and I could just get a cup from the kitchen, pull the tap, drink some of his beer, and he would never know. You know, it's like, even though, and again, he thought he was doing himself like, oh, look at me. I got my own beer on tap at home. Meanwhile, he spurred a whole generation of future alcoholics because, you know, if I were to take a beer from his stash in the garage, he could count and say, hey, one is missing. Yeah. So, I mean, I think to me, I don't know if it's a, just a devious mind or an independent mind, but I mean, going back to church, when I, when I was able to drive, I would purposely tell my parents, hey, I'm going to take my little brothers to church. And then we would promptly go to McDonald's or I'd take him to the game room or Chuck E. Cheese or, well, we had showbiz, right? Remember that? <laughs> but, I mean, I would take him places like that and we'd have, like, a rip-roaring good time. <laughs> yeah. What, you know. There's difference between being mischievous and being dishonest, you know? I mean, I think you are – I think people, especially kids, will be mischievous to see what they can get well, away with. Ask my mom that question about my activities. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to hell, in, you know, in her book. <laughs> I think, you know, like, and there's been studies that talk about the driving force behind dishonesty is greed. You know, whether it's a personal or financial or materialistic. But going back to your word ramifications, while greed might drive dishonesty, I think Fear drives lying, you know? So, like, I lied as a kid because I was afraid of getting in trouble. Yep. And I think that's why my kids didn't lie because, you know, I – and I'm sure they lied. But, like, you know, they were very open about drug use and sex and things that I was, like, as a parent, I just didn't – I'm scared me. And I'm just like, fucking Jesus, would you guys lie to me? You know? And But it was because – I didn't raise my kids, and I, a lot of us don't raise our kids the way we were raised, with like corporal punishment and grounding and yelling, and so you know the ramifications, at least for my kids, weren't as severe as they were, right or wrong, but they weren't as severe as as the ramifications we faced growing up. Yeah, I mean, my kids are pretty honest. Um, you know, the other day I get a magazine called runner's world. And, um, even though I don't run anymore, I still enjoy the workouts and some of the information in there, but like 
I had the magazine for like three days and, you know, I had to do some business. And that's one of my favorite places to read is on the Pija Du, as the Italians call it. And uh, magazine is missing. I'm looking all over the house for the stupid thing. I asked my son, hey, you see my Runner's World magazine? And he looks at me and says, well, I may have thrown it in the garbage. <laughs> and I'm like, may have? I'm like, that's a pretty specific maybe. And uh, so I made him take the garbage out on the lawn and dump it out and fish the magazine out of the trash. But I mean, part of me, like I did punish him and I gave him some jobs. But outside of that, I thanked him for being honest with me. And I thought, you know, hey, this kid, he knew I was going to be pissed off at him, but he still told me the truth. So I don't know. To me, it's, it seemed like a, a, an opportunity to actually commend him on, on his bravery. Yeah. So I don't know. It's, yeah, it's strange. I, my parents didn't, like, understand drugs, you know. They, I think they thought, like, I think my dad especially equated marijuana with heroin, you know. And, but, like, you know, I can remember my kids talking to me about them smoking. Is that your toaster dope. oven? <laughs> no, someone's texting me. Yeah, you can turn so, that off, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, I've got it off on my phone, but it pops up on my... My mother-in-law has that. It goes off every time she needs to take more pills, which is like every 15 minutes. <laughs> uh, that's 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 going to be us in a couple of years. I can't wait to get the one with like all the days of the week. That's that I'm <laughs> looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah. So. Interesting. Washington ne never told a lie. He chopped that, down the fucking cherry tree. That whole that story, is story is made up. Damn it. He's no honest Abe. Who, right. You know, when we look at politicians, that's the last time I think in the history of mankind you ever heard honest being associated with any kind of leader in politics. You tell me. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, I, is that because, well, I, I can't even speak authoritatively if politicians were looked upon differently or respected. Because I see things that indicate in history that politics were just as nasty and even nastier back then than they are today. Probably. But, uh, you know, I think that's probably more of a function of just history, you know. It's like we all we, become we Gladys Kravitz. Yeah. Remember Gladys Kravitz from Bewitched? Remember that show, Bewitched? Gladys yeah. Kravitz, the nosy neighbor. We are all fucking nosy. That's I've been thinking about this because we have the so we know what everyone's doing all the fucking time. And we, you know, let's face it. We don't really care about the good things people do. We just care about the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, yeah, well, that's true. Um, yeah, what's creepy nowadays is the uh, there's cameras everywhere. Yeah. And you like you. You can't get away with anything. I don't even know why people try anymore. But my my daughter has like properties, and uh, she has those cameras that you install in the, uh, I guess they're the doorbells. Yep. Ring. And <laughs> she's obsessed with them. You know, she loves to watch people on those things. That is actually kind of it's voyeuristic like, and also kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, kind of creepy, man. But. Uh, it is creepy, but to be honest with you, as someone now I'm older and more mature and I don't really do anything, um, 
I kind of like it because I feel like criminals have to know their chances of getting caught are just exponentially higher today than even 10, 15 years ago. You know, back in the 70s, me and you could go kill somebody, dump the body in the swamps of Jersey and go get a beer and laugh about it. You know, and no one would even care. Now today with DNA and all that stuff, I mean, it's I don't know. I mean, percentage wise, the world is a safer place, even though we probably don't. I know, you know, we all think we all live in fear, but I kind of like I mean, there's going to be a police state, whether we like it or not. I guess the hope is that it just becomes benevolent because people were not that necessary anymore. So, you know what I mean? Like, I wonder how I wonder how much of our economy is, uh, you know, how much revenue is generated based on dishonesty. You know, uh, there's a whole like the shadow economy. Well, there's a whole industry now that's based that you you can argue is built on, you know, combating dishonesty, whether it's surveillance cameras or. You know, any other kind of surveillance equipment or life lock or yep. things like that, you know? I mean, kind of thank God for dishonesty. It employs a lot of people. Well, the, the video is so much cheaper nowadays, too. That's, you know, the, the cost of it. You know, I remember when I first moved to Jersey, I used to drive through the toll booths all the time. Right. Um, you know, and I remember a cop telling me, yeah, don't worry about it there's no those cameras aren't even hooked up to anything (laughs) 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 they just look good it right you know i don't know if they do it where you live but here in north carolina they'll park empty cop cars all over the place church parking lots there's one that's been sitting by my kid's school like for a year and it hasn't moved and for a while my kids like dad look out the cops and we'd all laugh because we knew there wasn't a cop in it so i mean so even the cops are being dishonest well or just lazy. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it's actually deterring any crime, but yeah, you know, what are you gonna do? You know, it, the it, the funny thing about being about dishonesty is not even people being dishonest with one another. There, everyone, you know, to some extent, lies to themselves too. That's the worst lie. I believe when you actually believe your own lies, I think that's when you start to get into trouble, whether it's through your alcohol use, your gambling addiction you might have, or just like, are you a nice person? You know, you you remember that quote, uh, if everyone you meet is an asshole, maybe you're the asshole. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, there's truth in, in that's, I guess that's the problem is like, Everyone has pieces of this giant puzzle, and we only focus on the pieces we have. And, uh, you know, what's the, there's another quote that follows it up with, which is, we expect everyone to like us for all the good things we do while hating them for all the bad things they do, or something like that. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of truth to be told in that. Well, the other quote when it comes to honesty is the well-known uh, honesty is the best policy. And I, I don't, I don't. I question that. I don't know if it is. I think you I mean, and I could do general, a study and disprove general, that. Yeah. What's that? I think we could do a study to, to disprove that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like in general, if you're speaking in generalities, of course, being honest is is always best. But 
when you apply it to real life, first of all, you know, you being being an honest person doesn't give you carte blanche to just say whatever you want whenever you want because it's honest. You know, you got to learn how to keep your mouth shut sometimes because honesty does hurt people sometimes. And, you know, it, you know, these people who are like, oh, I just keep it real, man. You know, it's just like, well, you got to again. You, that, you was, can't uh, just... that was one of my funniest, the funniest skits I used to think from Dave Chappelle was the keeping it real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes you're shutting up. <clears throat> yeah, knowing when to keep your big mouth shut is definitely people don't need, you know, they don't need to know their ass looks fat in the jeans they just bought or whatever. I mean, come on. Yeah, you know, it's it's like everyone lies, but you you based you base your how well you're gonna trust someone based on the degree to which they lie, you know. I like I I know when my wife is lying to me and she is usually lying to me just to avoid some silly fight that we're going to get into. And I can, you know, I can respect that because you're lying to keep the peace, you know, but like, so some lies, you don't have to call people out on every single lie either. You know, it's, I guess it's the degree that you, you should be concerned with. Well, if someone's telling a good story, like if you and I were out and we saw a dog, but we decided it was a mountain cat. And then we told all our buddies that we saw this crazy mountain cat that attacked us. Yeah, we're just, you know, that's a dumb story and it's a lie. But I mean, we're trying to entertain people. I mean, comedians do it all the fucking time. Isn't that called? Uh, don't they call it writer's embellishment or something like that? You know, you should know that creative license. Yeah, I like that. I'll use that. I mean, why yeah. not? I'm telling don't let the facts get in the way of a fun, good story. Well, when I wrote my first book, it was a memoir, but it was I called it a fictional memoir, which phrase that has been coined before me but you know there and part of the reason was was i i made note of it up front in the book because uh, i didn't want to mislead anyone but i said you know i'm doing so for creative license yeah so, but yeah. i mean isn't that now and i don't want to touch any live wires with you but i remember when i first started reading i read this book uh hell's angels and the rum diary and uh you know, that fucking guy, gonzo journalism guy, like he was full of shit, but people loved it, right? I yeah. Mean, probably even about his own drug use, which is still questionable. Yeah, the drug, his drug use, I always, you know, I always questioned. I'm like, how, he, people have OD'd on a lot less, you know, fatally OD'd on a lot less. You know, the thing about Hunter Thompson, just, I'm going to get it off track here, but I, I didn't think he was a great writer and he was a pretty horrible person in terms of the way he treated women. But yep. I didn't like any of his books, but I have read so many biographies about him. There's something about, about when I see a biography, I cannot on him. I cannot turn away from it. And I, I've also read like books of his letters to like, you know, that he would write to other writers and things like that. Mm -hmm. I worked at a newspaper that he worked at. Uh, decades before me, he ended up he ended up getting fired because he beat up a, a vending machine. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, well, most writers aren't aren't honest. So, yeah, 
Well, he did he even get beat up by the Hells Angels? Like, I question that whole story then. You know what I mean? Supposedly, they took him out and stomped him because he didn't want to give them money, like, for the money he made off the, the book he wrote about them. I believe he got beat up because I, I, I've i heard it, you know, I've seen it from sources that weren't him. Mm-hmm. But I question the severity, which, you know, he claims. But, uh, but yeah, you know, I mean... Uh, I think life is pretty much boils down to that scene in the uh, A Few Good Men where, you know, I want the truth, you can't handle the truth. That pretty much sums up... Uh, a lot of people can't handle the truth. That's true. You know? you know? I don't know. You try to be a good person, right? Well, you know, interesting. I read this thing back in the day that, like, when it comes to driving, Americans are the most honest. And this, what I mean specifically, what they measured was if no one's around, most Americans will stop at a stop sign, even though there's like no one for miles or yeah. they'll sit at the red light for the entire time, even though there's like no one around the other intersections. They'll just sit there anyway, because that's the law. So maybe there's hope for Americans yet. <laughs> <laughs> Fewer rolling stops. But I mean... This won't come as a surprise to you. I read this other study about just different cultures and peoples. And they did this, like, leaving wallet with money in it uh, test. Yeah. And people from Scandinavia, always Scandinavia. It's like the freezingest, happiest place on the fucking planet, supposedly. Allegedly. (laughs) You know, they're they're the most honest, followed up by the Japanese. Uh, which is interesting because they wanted to take over the world at one point. I don't know how that went for them. (laughs) Um, I don't know where America landed in that one, but I would think today if you leave a wallet in a Starbucks, you might get the wallet back, but you'll be sans any cash that was in that. (laughs) Uh, That used to be the old Wegmans trick when uh, I was growing up and pushing carts. People would leave like (laughs) Their purse or their wallet in the uh, cart, and you know you return the wallet or the purse, but you, you'd give yourself a reward. <laughs> that's dicey, though. Cause you're like, well, that's how I found it. I don't know. <laughs> Can't do it nowadays. Your the cameras would pick it up right up. Oh, so. they'd have you in the parking lot counting the money, doing your little dance, <laughs> stuffing <laughs> the money in your pocket. <laughs> yeah, that is awesome. Oh man. So what do we learn today? Uh, that lying, which is the opposite of being honest, there's always a yin to a yang, has value. Being honest, it's just uh, be smart enough to know when it's appropriate to lie. You know? Yeah. I mean, I was in sales for a long time, and the liars didn't last long. That's why it's good to not lie. You have a reputation. You're in for the long game. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you start lying and you get caught, also, you know, if you don't get caught, you didn't do it. I heard somebody say that once, and there's some truth in that. Well, you know, it's interesting you say that because it's it's true. You know, uh, the liars didn't last long in sales, and you know, everyone thinks journalists lie, but you know, I was a journalist, uh, and those I didn't run across many journalists who intentionally lied. You know, but those who did. They got caught quickly and their careers were 
Well, dumb people get caught first and foremost. And a lot of people lie because they're, like you said, they're trying to escape something. They're trying to avoid something. Calculated liars, like psychopathic leaders that we don't know about, uh, they're very calculating and very smart. And, you know, think how long it took Bernie Madoff to get fucking caught. And that guy built billions from people. Right. Right? So... I mean, his lie didn't pay off because he destroyed himself and his family. Well, and, it's uh, like it's like investing or, or anything else, you know, where they say no risk, no reward. You know, the the greater the lie, the greater the consequence. So, ooh, I want to end it on this quote from somebody. I don't know if you like him or not, but an honest man's pillow is his peace of mind. You know what that song's that from? No. It's like John Cougar. I don't know. You know what? I like that line a lot better than any insipid line from that insipid Billy Joel song. Oh, fuck the piano, man. (laughs) 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 Let him go crash his motorcycle some more. (laughs) All right, man. Let's wrap it up. Go live live in honesty and stay free. Enjoy your week. Uh, Another work week. Peace out. Peace.